Is it just me? It's just me. Oh, well. Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. I'm in Mir, Alberta. I'm at my house. Just hanging out. Um, trying to go through some messages and some emails and tons of links people have sent me for things. Uh, before I get started, uh, and, and by the way, this uh, live stream is just going to be talking about some current events. I've been kind of absent as of late. I've been pretty sore, um, very bruised, probably a little bit broken in my chest area. And also my ego, because I mean, I got hit by a train and that's embarrassing. But whatevs, right? So anyway, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who was expressing concern over having not seen me. Uh, some people thought I was dead. Some people hoped I was dead, but I'm not dead. Not yet. Anyhow, what the hell is going on? Oh, wait, that was a live stream from earlier. But I actually have been asking that question as well. What the hell is going on out there in the news, on social media, all over the place? It is absolutely, completely normal and nothing to see here, folks. Yeah, the... Oh, it's not working. So, this week, uh, the 15-minute cities have been a very hot topic. Now, I'm going to quickly share a screen to show you that this is nothing to be concerned about. Do you believe me? And here it is. Okay, so a quick Google search will yield some information as to what these 15-minute cities are. Uh, here is a city news article um, talking about the conspiracy theories about Edmonton's 15-minute city plan are absolutely ridiculous. There's that. This fellow here, Amarjeet Zoe, is talking about making Edmonton a 15-minute city. Everything he says here is good. These are all good ideas, are they not? Isn't not nice? Like we 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 actually pay more for houses to live near where we work or where we like to shop or those kinds of things. That's why downtown property is so expensive in any city because people want to live there because it's closer to what they want. It's a great idea. Oh, wait, I can hear people yelling at me already. It's a great idea on paper. The 15-minute city idea is fantastic. Uh, if if uh, you you can not have to leave or not have to go farther than 15 minutes to do all your favorite things, go to work, whatever, I mean, that's great. You save money on fuel. You save time. You don't have to fight traffic. It's all great, right? The answer is yes. Until it isn't. The 15-minute city idea, uh, this is not a new thing. I actually was talking about this almost... Two years ago, two years ago, I mentioned how Edmonton was starting a pilot project for nodes in the city in which everything you needed was within 15 minutes. Here's the problem. Do you remember a saying that I picked up in the Netherlands? Give them your finger and they'll take your whole hand. Yes. 
That is what's going to happen with the 15-minute cities. I can tell you that because it's happening in other parts of the world. I've witnessed it firsthand. It is actually happening. These 15-minute cities are happening all over the globe. This isn't just something Canadians or Albertans or Edmontonians even have thought about. Uh, it's not their idea. This is the result of one of these gatherings that the very rich and powerful elite have in places like Davos or Davos, Switzerland, whatever you pronounce it. They come up with these ideas. Well, how do we prevent climate change? How do we save the planet? Well, we make sure people don't move more than 15 minutes from where they live. What do you mean? Make sure they don't move farther than that. Okay. So these 15-minute cities, they are happening in other parts of the world. There's there's other places where they're a little bit more advanced into this 15-minute city idea. Uh, Oxfordshire, England is one of those places. They are talking about implementing um, districts within Oxford in which you're you're only allowed to travel in these districts. If you need to travel outside the district, you have to pay more in taxes or fees or fines or whatever because you're using your 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 carbon footprint is too much. Um, it starts out very innocent. Hey, we're all going to live close to where we work. Then it becomes, hey, you can't travel outside of your district, otherwise you're going to have to pay a fine. You'll have to be rich and wealthy and elite in order to travel outside of your 15 minutes, you peasant. Has anybody seen The Hunger Games? I think they had district districts in that show, or that movie as well. I don't know if it was a documentary or a, or a science fiction or whatever, but yeah, it's just really, the parallels are astounding. Almost like they're telling us what they're going to do. Anyway, so I've been talking about these, the 50-minute city thing for a long time. Um, it's all of a sudden blown up in the news because now they're talking about it. They're talking about doing it. Some of the news places, mainstream are saying that, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist because you're, you think this is something bad. Well, I was a conspiracy theorist two years ago because I said Edmonton is going to start with these 15-minute cities in which you will have all of the necessities right in that area and eventually you won't be able to leave. In the name of climate change, you won't be able to leave your 15-minute city. When there is a climate crisis and we have to lock down because of it, you will not be allowed to travel outside of your 15-minute district. Call me crazy. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I really don't give a shit. Call me whatever you want. But in a few years, you're going to be calling me correct. Just like you probably are now about the 15-minute city thing that I was talking about two years ago. Anyway, bye, guys. So 15-minute cities. Great idea until they're not. Um, another big reason why I've been fairly silent lately. Actually, no, let me, let me tell you that I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the more exciting, um, uh, reason that's kind of at the forefront of everything, why I've been quiet. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I sold my fifth wheel holiday trailer in order to inject some cash into the business and keep it floating for the winter. But uh, instead of just uh, disposing all of it into the never ending pit, which is a business in the wintertime, I thought, you know what, I'll buy a couple vehicles, uh, make sure they're nice, clean them up, uh, fix them up really good. I'll drive them around for a little bit. And if somebody wants to buy it, well, that'd be great. Maybe I'll make a couple bucks. So I bought three um, cheap cars, one of which got run over by a train. So that one's out. But anyway, I've been doing a bunch of work on some vehicles that I, uh, one that I bought and two that I already owned, just cheap things. Like these are, I'm, I'm talking like three, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 vehicles. And I was getting ready to sell them. But I don't 
ever want to sell anybody a piece of crap. I don't want to sell someone something that's unsafe or needs parts or whatever. So I'm going through these things and, and I'm fixing. So I get uh, the front end of my Jeep Grand Cherokee all done up, new upper and lower control arms, front brakes, uh, new CV axle, just a bunch of stuff that maintenance wise needed to be done. Got it in for an inspection and alignment. It's all good to go. Uh, I put my Ford Expedition. It's an 05. It's an older one. Uh, I put it in the shop and I thought, you know what? This thing probably hasn't had the spark plugs changed since it was new. So I'm going to do this myself and I'm going to fight with broken Ford spark plugs because whatever, I don't want someone else to have to do it. Now that thing is in my shop um, with the engine pulled right apart and the heads are coming off because yes, Ford engineers are assholes. That's why. But I'll get it fixed the way it's supposed to be. And then whoever has it next won't have to worry about that problem again. But for me, it's been uh, days and days and days of endless smashing my knuckles on bolts, um, not being really able to pull on wrenches or do much physical because my chest is all, I don't know, smashed up, bruised up, whatever. Um, so I had a buddy of mine helping me. But anyway, that's been taking up a lot of my time lately. And I do enjoy it, except for when a spark plug job turns into a engine job. That's no fun. Anyway, that's been taking up a lot of my time. Another thing that has prevented me from... Uh, no, that is not a plug for Ford. That is me saying, Ford engineers, you're assholes. And there's no reason why you should have to pull the cab off a freaking car in order to take the valve covers off or to get the power steering pump out. You jerks. You don't have to do that to us. It's not necessary. Some of us would like to be able to fix our own crap. Anyhow, totally not a plug for Ford. Probably never buy another one of those again. Although this is a good truck. So the other thing is the, what seems to be never ending string of emails and links to idiotic videos that have my name in it talking about government psyops and controlled opposition. And are you done yet? Also, there's a couple dogs that have for sale. Anyway, the, these people are, they're literally calling themselves news or journalists. And they're doing nothing but spreading these bonkers, baseless, idiotic, ridiculous rumors about people. I'm one of the people. Anybody who's been standing up and doing something or trying to do something in the last couple of years about the things that have been going on. And really, what have I done? I, I've actually just tried to survive. That's it. I'm just a regular guy who is trying to survive. And I've realized that in order to do so, there are some things that really have to change. So... You might have heard me talk before about the hungry trucker who definitely is not hungry. You can tell just by looking at him and I'm fat too. So I'm allowed to say it. The guy is not hungry. So already my suspicions are up and he must be a, either a lizard person, Illuminati, or maybe he's one of the Knights Templar. He's got to be for sure because he calls himself the hungry trucker, but he's obviously not hungry. So he's lying right off the bat. So we can be suspicious about everything and create some rumors and conspiracies about him. I also think he may eat children because he really doesn't look hungry at all. Anywho, um, he's been saying that I'm some government plant 
And isn't it weird? Isn't it just uh, suspicious how I got this brand new building right before COVID? You idiot. My building was built in 1967. I just had the misfortune of buying a business right before COVID. And because of that, I was in a situation where I was forced to stand up for myself and open against restrictions. Now there's an, another one, <clears throat> but it's even worse. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> it's even worse. Hold on a second. Let me bring it up. So this guy, <clears throat> I'm choking on my words. This guy, um, he calls himself <clears throat> Maverick News. Yeah, there's actually the word news in the title. Let's find it here. Here we go. You're going to like this. Now, I can only assume that this is a joke. Because this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. I think this guy... This guy, where are you, guy? I think this guy literally ate a bunch of purple jello and a whole bunch of refritos and maybe some hot sauce. And then he shit on his wall and put names beside the strings. What the hell is going on? So I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it's kind of hard to see, but these are basically all the names of anybody who stood up for themselves or called themselves a freedom fighter or any of these things. This picture here is purported to be evidence as to how I am a sovereign citizen infiltrator. My fucking goodness. Pardon my French. That wasn't French. Was that? I think that might have been racist to assume that was French. So this guy hammers on the common law folks, on the sovereign citizen folks. And uh, my name is up here. Where am I? I'm. Oh, there I am. The Whistle Stop Cafe. Chris Scott. Bob Leone. And my buddy Bob. Susan Stanfield. There's Pat King. Uh, George someone. I don't know a lot of these names. Norman Traversy. I met Norman, a uh, nice guy, but had some ideas that I didn't really agree with. Adamson Barbecue. Does anybody remember Adamson Barbecue? So I actually know Adam. Um, we've spent some time together. I, I went out to his farm and I spent some time with him and his family. And uh, He's a regular guy. But here his name is on this as well. Uh, from this guy who has never met Adam. I can guarantee you that. Also, probably never met Bob. Uh, I doubt he's met uh, Susan Stanfield. I doubt he's met Pat King. I doubt he's met really any of these people. Yet, here is this vomit art as evidence on how we're all connected. We're all working together. Look at this. Oh, goat transport is in there. Who the fuck is goat transport? And there's my name again. <clears throat> I don't even know a goat transport. 
this guy's probably put my name in here with goat transport because he knows I have a goat. What other names are in here? Oh, yeah, there's my buddy Tom Morazzo. I shouldn't say he's my buddy. I mean, I've met the guy. <clears throat> nice guy. Uh, Sean Thiessen. A lot of these people I don't actually know. Oh, there's Bridget Belton. Peter Downing was one of the original founders of uh, Wexit, I believe. <clears throat> there's Chris Barber, Chris Guerra. Oh, my friend Leighton Gray. <clears throat> he made the cut too. Pat, James, they're all in there. Everyone's in here. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to cut to a commercial. Oh, wait a minute. Anywho, <clears throat> it's just a bunch of artistic impressions, I guess. Let's have a look. FreedomReporters.com That's FreedomReporters.com Maverick News The Antivirus Program For Your Mind Well, all I got to say is it's riveting. Goodbye, Rick. So people actually believe this. Um, I am super frustrated about it. I'm tired. I'm worn out. This is all, it's taken a toll. I mean, I've said this before. And I just don't understand these goofs. He's a goof, this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a bad word to use, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what he is. I know he's lying about every single other person that he's talking about. And the reason I do is because everything they've said about me is completely false. It's completely fake. <clears throat> and if he's going to spin those kind of tales about me, I know he's doing it about other people. So a lot of the people that are mentioned in there, I don't agree with some of the stuff they've said. Norman Traversy and his overthrow of the government ideas, I don't agree with it, you know. Even Adam Skelly of Adamson Barbecue, um, he got kind of wrapped up in that stuff in the beginning, and we talked about that. Somebody convinced him you could buy legislation and you could own legislation. They can't use it against you. I think that was maybe Kellyanne Wolf and Pat King were talking about that stuff. I knew it was malarkey right off the bat, but hey, you know, whatever they feel like they want to do, go ahead. It doesn't mean they're bad people. You might not agree with everything everyone's done, but it doesn't mean they're bad people. I've met most of these folks, and they're normal human beings trying to make their way throughout life, throughout these incredibly crazy times that we're living through. It's crazy. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. And they're trying, uh, just, just as I am. So I don't get why people even give these Rick Walker guys or Maverick News the time of day. If it sounds like it's not plausible or probable what these idiots are saying, it probably is fake news. Guys like this are talking about, oh, CBC, CTV, they're fake news. You got to watch me. No, you don't got to watch them. You got to start using your head and just turning them off 
shut off their channel don't watch their videos why would anyone waste three hours of their life watching that why would anyone waste 45 minutes of their life watching me wow anyway in other news um so somebody who i had quite a bit of respect for um got along great with and uh who he he actually arrested me a year ago last may he arrested me for protesting he didn't want to but he did it because he was doing his job uh he passed away a few days ago now i knew about this over a week ago uh, it happened right after i got in my train accident uh sergeant bruce holiday or Staff Sergeant Bruce Holiday of the Bashaw and then Stetler RCMP detachment uh, has died. And there's a rumor as to how he died, and I, I don't know if it's true. Apparently it's under investigation. Uh, that's not as important as the fact that he gave his whole life his whole career in service to others as a member of the rcmp and he's passed away and that's extremely sad um i liked bruce i thought he was a good guy i as a matter of fact when he would come and assist ahs in their partnership in partnership to try and shut my business down um, i would often thank him for his service so even though Bruce arrested me, he put me in handcuffs, I, I had a tremendous amount of respect for him. Now, that's not to say that in the last little while I wasn't very disappointed. Um, I have a couple of affidavits from people who were attending meetings in which Bruce was a guest speaker. And he was allegedly um, bragging about arresting the biggest fraud and scam artist in Alberta, referring to me. And telling senior citizens that they need to stay away from people like me because I will take all their money and buy a restaurant with it. Pretty sad. So, um, regardless, I'm very disappointed that he's passed away, especially if it was in the circumstances in which I, I think it may have been. And for those of you that are asking, I don't think it was a died suddenly case. Bruce had lots of stuff going on. And, uh, He'll be missed, even by me, the guy who he arrested. So my condolences to Bruce's friends and family and his uh, uh, staff and the Stetler RCMP and the Bashaw RCMP for that matter. So this is one of those examples of, uh, you know, we're going through these crazy times and we all don't agree on everything. And the only thing we really can agree on is that we're going to die. Eventually, we're all going to the same place. We're all the same. We're all just bags of meat. And we will go back to the dirt from whence we came. We cannot stop it. We can't do anything about it. We can't stop it any more than we could change the climate with a tax. See what I did there? Yeah. So um, that brings up another thing people have been talking about lots unity i have come to the conclusion 
that there will be no unity. People will not be unified. Uh, they're going to continue to be divided. And we're just going to go through some really tough times. I look at what's going on around me. I look at the way people are talking about me or talking about other people who are trying to say, hey, this is what's happening. We need to do something. You know, it's we're, people actually, they actually hope that I die. They, there's people that literally told me that they wish I had died in the train accident because of the things I'm doing. So there will be no unity. There is a group of people who are trying their damnedest to do something about what's happening. And there's a group of people that are hoping we die so they can continue to live ignorant to what's coming or whatever. I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why people would, would say those things, but I have realized that there will be no unity and there's not even any unity on our side. Um, you know, like I, I have a business, I have a restaurant and a gas station and a campground. My job in my business is to sell things. <clears throat> my job as a business owner is to do everything I can to cause you to come to my business and give me your money and leave with my merchandise. That's my job as a store owner and a restaurateur. My job is to take your money and give you a service or a good for that money. So we do that with food, we do that with fuel, we do that with potato chips and soft drinks and t-shirts and whistle stop cafe mugs and keychains and all sorts of cool things. We do that. And people on this so-called freedom side shit all over me because I have a t-shirt that says Whistle Stop Cafe. That's literally my job. That's how I pay my bills. I sell things to people. And uh, I, I do other things. Sometimes I'll go and I'll speak at events or, uh, you know, I'll go and speak at rallies or whatever. I try and do whatever people ask. I host events at the Whistle Stop. And sometimes people will actually come in and they'll they'll just give me money because I'm performing some sort of a service for them that they appreciate. And I get shit on for that as well. I, I came to the conclusion that unless I'm, unless I take a vow of perpetual poverty and don a burlap, burlap sack and walk everywhere in bare feet, those who say things like, where did all the donation money go, Chris? Will never be happy. Actually, they will never be happy until I'm dead. They don't care where the donation money went. It went to the restaurant, by the way, because we obviously bought it. But they, they just won't be happy until I'm completely destroyed or dead or both or whatever. So there's no sense worrying about unity. What we should be worried about is just doing the right thing and being around like-minded people. If these people that want me to die uh, don't like it, well, tough titties. It's too bad. Apparently, we, we're supposed to live in some sort of a free country, so 
You do you, I'll do me. I don't need to be unified with those people that want other people to die because they think differently than them. As a matter of fact, I don't want to be unified with those people. So uh, that's that's where I'm at. That's what's going on. I'm just really, really, really tired. I'm very tired. I, I'm kind of depressed with what I see going on around me. Uh, I'm not really sure what to do. Just keep on doing what I'm doing and hope that I can live some sort of a decent life after all this. I don't know. What do we all, what does anybody do? Uh, let's look at some comments. Uh, oh, somebody likes my hat. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Oh, here's a good one. Chris, your attitude's very depressing. You have to look at the positive things, not the negative. You're not giving anybody hope. Uh, the people that are saying negative things to you are starting to affect you. You need to not engage with these people. They're loving the fact that they are getting to you. We have to be unified. Well, I'm sorry that I'm not acting the way you want me to act. I hear this from a lot of people, but these people are not in my shoes. You're not in my shoes. You don't know what kind of toll this is taking on me. You don't know what it's like to try and do all these things and, and keep a business going and keep people employed through, through this constant crap. If you feel like you can give people hope more than I can, then feel free. Go ahead, please take the torch. I'm, I'm happy to give it to you. If you, if you, you're right. We should focus on the positive stuff. And the positive thing for me right now is there are many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people around me who are like-minded and they want me to succeed and they're happy to be free and they they encourage other people to um you know to live free that gives me hope but unity does not give me hope because there will be no unity our society is split like 49% to 51% on almost every subject it was designed that way it was meant to be that way <clears throat> the people that want us to be divided have been doing this for a very, very long time and they have succeeded. So it's time to stop worrying about unity and start focusing on doing the work that we need to do. That's it. We need to stand up and say enough is enough. Alberta needs to stand up and say enough is enough. Um, no provincial government without a successful referendum on independence as leverage will or even has a hope of preventing what's coming for Alberta. They don't. Not, it's not going to happen. Because the federal government is going to steamroll this province. So I am not worried about the people who look at me as an angry separatist. I'm not interested in wasting any more time trying to be unified with them. It's time to get to work and do what we need to do in order to survive. Period. So, might sound negative to you. Uh, to me, it's just reality. But I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, what do we got here? <clears throat> Dina Hinshaw's in BC right now. That just, yeah. 
She should just be on the lower main line. She'll fit right in. Uh... <laughs> there will be unity, but we have not hit bottom yet. That, wow, that's very insightful. And I actually agree with that. I've said for a while now that uh, things, people aren't going to wake up until they suffer. I didn't. I didn't stand up and do anything about anything until I was personally affected. Most people are the same way. And that's very unfortunate because the power of the people is tremendous. I mean, it's, it's unstoppable, but we only have that power if we know that we even need to do anything. And right now there's just way too many people who are comfortable, haven't been affected uh, maybe they're living on nice military pensions and think that I should trust the government and follow all the government's rules. They haven't been affected yet. They will be eventually. Uh, I, and I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. That's just how we are. Um, yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, I, I went to Europe, I went to the Netherlands because I know that they're farther advanced in the global agenda than Canada is. We've known that for years. How many people have been sitting at home watching the news and you've seen, um, uh, oh, Europe is doing this. They're charging for ca carbon. What? They're taxing carbon dioxide? Like what we exhale? Well, that's crazy. They're going to be paying a lot for the heat, right? You remember that? Yeah, we watch Europe do the things that we're going to do a year or two down the road because they're just farther advanced. Right now in the Netherlands, they are uh, making it, they are, they're, they're changing land use bylaws and making policy that make it almost impossible for people to prosper as farmers or fishermen or any resource-based industry. They are policying people out of prosperity. Sound familiar? Have you heard anything about the land use bylaws in Alberta? How they're being changed, rewritten? How there's a company contracted to rewrite land use bylaws? You know what's happening in Alberta? They are going to policy Albertans out of existence. They are going to policy you off your land. They're going to policy you off your farm. They're going to policy you off the rig. That is going to happen. It's happening in other parts of the world. It has happened in other countries and it's devastated their economies. Look up Sri Lanka. They imposed the 30% ban on nitrogen fertilizer in Sri Lanka, killed the economy, decimated farming, dropped their GDP by something like 14 or 15% annihilated the economy to the point where the people suffered enough after allowing these things to happen to them. They, it suff they suffered enough and they overthrew the government and now they're rebuilding. They are going to do this in Alberta. It's happening right now. And it, it's actually embarrassing that as Albertans, we would allow this to happen because we have the benefit of hindsight. We 
have the benefit of, of having been able to watch other countries do these things. <clears throat> it's happening here. All of the things that, that I've been talking about specifically, now I'm sure other people have been as well, but all of the things that I've been talking about since I actually started talking about things are happening. The big one, COVID never went away, did it? We didn't vaccinate away from COVID, but we introduced a whole slew of weird problems, including uh, unknown deaths in Alberta, which we said would happen. And people said that I should die because of my opinion on those matters. I said that Edmonton was going to be implementing 15-minute cities, and it's going to be all fun and games at first until they tell you you can't leave your 15-minute zone because climate change. That's not going to be fun. That's a climate lockdown. And if you wanted to prime for a climate lockdown, get people into zones that they can't leave. We said digital ID and digital currency is coming, and it is coming. It's not going to be stopped. It will come. And I would say, again, at face value, digital ID and digital currency, that is a fantastic idea. It's great. Don't have to worry about cash. Don't have to worry about theft. You know, everything's done like that. It's instant, done at the speed of light. What could possibly go wrong? Well, <laughs> just like 15-minute cities, digital ID and digital currency is good until it's not. And what's going to make it not good is, oh, let's say you're in your 15-minute zone and there's a climate lockdown and your family member is dying and they're a few hours away and you want to go and spend your their last moments with them. Well, you can't because climate change, because it's a climate lockdown. You can't leave your zone, but you do anyway because you're me. And then you go to fill up your Tesla at a high-speed charging station, and lo and behold, your bank card doesn't work. Your digital currency has been turned off because you're outside your 15-minute zone. Or you spoke out against the government. You committed the most heinous crime imaginable. You spoke against the government. You protested the government. Well, now you don't exist. And, oh, pardon me, that would never happen? The government would never freeze bank accounts for protesting? Well, they did. And they did it without any hesitation. And they did it completely unaccountable. With no debate, the Prime Minister had PMS, or is it PTSD, from honking. And he froze Canadians' bank accounts because they were speaking out against him and he didn't like it. And these things can happen. The government can come in and chain your restaurant shut if you protest their rules that actually take away your right to earn a living or your ability to earn a living. All of these things are fantastic ideas until they're not, and they are not. And I hope that people will see through this fake, woke BS 
and stand up and say enough is enough before it's too late, before we go through it and have to suffer. Suffer we will. They're suffering in the Netherlands right now. People are losing their farms. They're being policied off their farms in the name of climate change. That is coming to Alberta. That evil, evil, anti-human Freeland came to Alberta to try and take land, a federal land grab for the elk or caribou or some sort of animal. They wanted to take land from Alberta in the name of the environment. <laughs> you can't even make this stuff up. You really can't. It's happening all around us. Find out what your municipality is doing with their land use bylaws. Find out what's happening because, I mean, the alternative is to one day wake up and all of the sudden you're not allowed to have a house on that land anymore or you don't even own the land anymore in the name of the environment or something. Probably a good idea to find out. <clears throat> so I can actually hear somebody typing at the moment. Don't worry, Danielle Smith will save us. No, she will not. Danielle Smith will do what the people want her to do. If we have enough people show up and use their voices and say, Daniel Smith, we do not want to participate in all this. Premier, Premier Smith, we do not want to participate in any of this globalist bullshit. We do not want to subsidize wind farms anymore. We do not want to subsidize solar farms anymore. We do not want to demonize Alberta resources and energy anymore. And we will not. If enough people show up and give her the mandate to stand up against what's coming, she will do that. She has way bigger balls than Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau would never speak out against his globalist masters. Even when he does speak out against them, it's just a thinly veiled agreement with them. Do you remember? Who in their right mind would find billions of barrels of oil under their feet and just leave it in the ground? We will need oil and gas for at least a few more years. <laughs> There's a scientific term for people like Justin Trudeau. I believe it's a panty-wasting powder puff. I think that's how it goes. Uh, Daniel has said nothing about 15-minute cities. Of course not. Because a 15-minute city is a good idea. And it's something that almost everybody that lives in the city wants. They want all of their things within 15 minutes. But what they fail to realize is that this is just the start. It's the finger and they're going to lose the whole hand. They don't know that yet. So they're not saying anything about it. As a matter of fact, they're celebrating it. I don't know where the map is. They're all over Facebook. Ah, this is interesting. I haven't heard this. Apparently in the beginning, they will allow 100 passes a year to leave your 15-minute city. After you use your passes up, they will start charging you. This is absolutely horrible. Um, just so everyone is aware, 
as a Canadian citizen, you have the right to move freely about your country. Unrestricted by the government, you have the freedom to move around in your own country at your leisure. Unless the government says you don't have that freedom anymore. You remember that pesky section one? Our rights and freedoms are guaranteed to us unless demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. Unless the Supreme Court says, no, you cannot move freely about your country anymore because climate change. You cannot move freely about your country because Canada is responsible for 1.5% of the globe's greenhouse gas emissions. And unless we destroy the lives of every single Canadian man, woman, and child, and other, we can never get that to 0%. We cannot be responsible for any greenhouse gas emissions in the name of climate change because we must reach net zero at all costs. Right? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. European Union already has a carbon bank for trading carbon credits. That's already here. You will be taxed on everything you do. You will be taxed on your existence. It's coming. Unless we're an independent Republic of Alberta and we say no to all that stuff. Or at the very least, we can go to the federal government and say, no, we're not doing that. If you try and take us there, we're leaving. <clears throat> what happens to tourism, hockey, football, museums, theater, etc.? Well, let me tell you something. In the uh, United Nations Sustainable Development Plan, art is not sustainable. Culture is not sustainable. Tourism is not sustainable. Sports is not sustainable. None of these things that you've mentioned are sustainable in the, um, in the, in the global agenda for sustainable development. None of it. So you just don't do it anymore because climate change. No. Alberta 51 won't cut it. I'm sorry. And even if you want to be a 51st state, you have to first be independent. There is no provision just to say we're joining the United States. doesn't happen like that. An independent Alberta, free of the shackles of confederation, could have a referendum on that. Absolutely. But the first step is a referendum on independence. And even so, the United States is going there. The United States has signed on to a bunch of this stuff. President Trump tried to pull the United States out of a bunch of it. What did Mr. Dead-Ass dead President Biden do first thing? Executive orders reversed everything. Put the United States right back on it. I'm not jumping off one sinking ship and going to another. That's ridiculous. Uh, some people think they're going to try and force us out of rural areas. Yes. Yes, they are. That's coming. Have you seen your power or your gas bills? Have you seen your fuel bill for what it costs you to drive to a city to get some of the things you need? There's a lot of people who can't afford to live rural anymore. So they go and live in slums in the city. What are you doing, dog? That's my carpet. Leave it alone. That's happening. Stop it. 
you want to see this thing? I got to show you this thing. Come here. Look at this thing. This is barely a dog. I don't even really know what it is. But if anybody has some time into their home lots and they want a couple of these things, please give me a call because they really want a new home. Yes, they want to go poop in your house, right? You're going to go poop in a different house? Yes, you do. What else we got here? Let's do some questions, I guess. And then I'm going to uh, end this and go to get some sleep. I need some sleep. So if any of you are following those weirdos pages who say that I'm a... Oh, ah, crap. I said I'm a PSYOP too. That was tongue-in-cheek. I'm not actually. If any of you are following those pages... Uh, feel free to just ask them where they're getting this information and what the evidence is. I would love to see the evidence that somebody has that I'm a paid government operative because if that's the case, where's my damn check? I could really use it. I've got a big power bill I have to pay. So my PSYOP check, I mean, that would probably cover it, correct? Have these brainiac environmentalists ever considered that too little CO2 might be harmful to the environment? Probably. So here's something interesting. Does anybody know what biomass fuel generation is or biomass energy generation? What that is? Basically, uh, they do this in Europe. They cut down trees and whatever, and they burn it and they make heat and then they make electricity from biomass. Well, you might be asking, well, how do they do that? They release all that CO2 into the atmosphere, right? Yes, they sure do. But it's called carbon neutral because those trees at one point uh, filtered carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. So at, when you burn it in a biomass generating plant, all you're doing is putting it back. So it's net zero. Get it? Well, I would put this to them. <clears throat> I work in oil and gas. I've worked in oil and gas for over 20 years. Uh, not so much in the last three years because I've been busy with the restaurant. But Natural gas deposits, natural gas reservoirs are generally in uh, like a very porous, a very porous stone, limestone, and it's made of sea creatures that existed in the ocean at one point. So these animals, they float around in the water, they eat algae or eat other animals or whatever, and they use the, the, the carbon contained in what they're eating to make shells for themselves. So like say a clam or a crab or a mussel or something like that. Then these animals die. They fall to the seafloor over thousands of years. They build up, they build up uh, what ends up as limestone and organic matter gets trapped in there, whatever through this mirac miraculous process. However it occurs, we end up with natural gas in this limestone. And then we come and we drill it out and we burn it and in our natural gas stoves in our houses that are killing everybody on the planet so my point for that long-winded thing was at one point uh the carbon that is in the natural gas the carbon dioxide or the carbon that was in the nat is in the natural gas that you're burning to heat your home was at one point in the atmosphere and you can go and find on the internet thousands of years ago um scientists say that there was like eight or nine thousand parts per million carbon dioxide in the atmosphere the earth was warmer. Uh, we had 
we we had tropical plants growing at the poles in the north pole they have found tropical plants fossilized on mountaintops just weird things where you wouldn't expect it because the planet was considerably warmer things were different at one point all of the carbon dioxide or the carbon that is in our oil and gas was in the atmosphere well how can that be well let me tell you if it's in the atmosphere and a plant uses it to create carbohydrates and store it within itself and then an animal comes and eats that plant the animal stores those carbohydrates in its body then the animal dies and it becomes gas or, or oil in some magical transformation it's not magical it's science but that was our was in the atmosphere so i say burning oil and gas is carbon neutral and that should be our green energy policy burn more oil and gas and fix the problem that we have right now on the planet which is carbon dioxide deficiency yeah we're deficient because of all this stuff that was at one point carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is now on the ocean floor or in an oil reservoir we should probably put it back we'd be doing the planet a service but that's just me you know i i believe in uh in in feeding people and having good crops with lots of plant food but i don't know maybe that's just me ah so speaking of legal things i believe my friend archer Pulowski is in court tomorrow in lethbridge now i really wanted to go but it turns out that i am going to be waitressing tomorrow at the whistle stop cafe so i will not be in lethbridge supporting my friend archer in his trial but if you're around there i would encourage you to go and show him your support the guy is actually facing 10 years in jail for mischief and his mischievousness, mischievous, mischievousness was giving a sermon at Coots and telling the protesters that uh, they needed to stand up for what they believed in and not fight with guns and swords, but fight with their words and their faith. That's his crime. So if, holy, this dog stinks. So if you're around Lethbridge area, please go down and uh, and support Art. You might not agree with his politics. You might not agree with his his religion, for that matter. But he is trying to stand up for himself in the face of a government that just does not like people standing up for themselves. So uh, it's well worth it for you. <clears throat> Uh, I don't think he's charged with terrorism. I'm not 100% sure. So here's an interesting thought. So these 15-minute cities with the passes and all these things that may eventually come. <clears throat> Imagine you're one of the really, really uber wealthy elite. What does that mean for you? It means you get to be <clears throat> extra virtuous. Because you have so much money, you can now buy credits from a poor person like me who may not ever be able to afford to travel anywhere. So I've got these credits I could use to go on a vacation once every five years. 
but I'll never be able to do it because I'm paying, you know, I'm paying $42 a gigajoule for natural gas. I'm paying $1.50 a kilowatt hour for hour for my electricity. So I, I can't go on vacation. I have all these credits. So these rich people could buy the credits and they could go on vacation and they can feel so virtuous because they were carbon neutral because they bought the credits. So this means absolutely nothing for the super rich and, and wealthy. This is only going to affect the middle and lower classes. Isn't it funny how that's always the way it works? <clears throat> Uh, somebody says I wouldn't fly right now. Pilots are dropping dead in the air. Don't be concerned about that. Uh, yes, there's some weird things going on and, uh, you know, I, I, I feel bad for the pilots going through it. However, every single commercial aircraft that you're ever going to fly on has a minimum of two pilots, probably three, uh, because the FAA knows that Human beings make mistakes and human beings have issues and there has to be a backup. So the chances of you being on an airplane where both or three pilots are incapacitated are slim to none. Don't worry. Just stop worrying. Go to Holland. It's beautiful this time of year. <laughs> there will be no such thing as money in your pocket. Do we have money in our pockets now? Already. It's insane. How many people can actually afford their day-to-day -day expenses? I mean, I think the average cost for housing, including utilities, in Canada right now is $3,200 a month. Average. That's a lot of money. Like, a lot of money. And it's probably even higher now because interest rates are up. Our energy costs are up again. <clears throat> Stay away from the pickled fermented herring, though. Yes. If it's on your bucket list, scratch it off right now. Don't even. It's not worth it. I promise. Get your seeds before they modify them. I think that whole GMO thing was a distraction. It was fake. GMO food feeds the world. Maybe you disagree with me. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. If Pastor Art has been charged as a terrorist, they should cut him a check for $10.5 million now. I agree. I agree. Uh, I really wish I could go. All right. Well, there's not really much coming up for questions anymore. Um, but you see that sweater in the background? Outlaws Tapos. So that was Carrie, my my girlfriend Carrie, and his friend Marla. That was their bar in Calgary. Um, they took a stand against a government, saying they had to do something, and they stuck up for their employees. Their employees had mask exemptions, and they said, "Well, 
if the customers are allowed mask exemptions, the employees should as well. I mean, they can't wear them. Why are we forcing them? They lost the restaurant over it. AHS, OHS, the city of Calgary, um, the police conspired to destroy them, destroy their business. I can name, I'm not going to, but probably at least, I'm going to say, a half a dozen restaurants that tried to take a stand at the beginning of all this and said, no, we're not going to let you destroy our restaurant. They're gone, no longer operating. Uh, thousands more who followed the rules who are gone. They just didn't make it. And that's why I keep, I keep that sweater. I just remind myself that um, things may be tough, but at least I'm one of the ones still going. Many have fallen since then. Yes, Deb as well. The uh, tipsy cow, Hannah. Someone says, Chris Scott, please answer me. I don't know what I'm answering. So you'll have to ask the question again. But if it's what did I do with the donations? I gambled them all on red and I won. And I actually bought myself a clone of myself. And I'm not really me. I'm actually in a tropical country, retired on donation money. I'll give it a couple more minutes. I want to know what that question was. Patricia, you got to ask the question again. Ah, banks. <laughs> Our own bank... For Albertans, ATB, um, have done some really horrible things over the last few years. Uh, one story in particular about the man that is now passed uh, by his own hand used to own uh, a big restaurant in Edmonton and needed a little bit of help from the bank throughout this COVID stuff. And ATB just kept on stringing them along, stringing them along. He made the, you know, came up with the cash they wanted. And then they said, no, you waited too long. Now we want more. And this went on and on and on. And finally he killed himself. Doesn't sound like a bank for Alberta. And that's just one story of many. I mean, it's not just for that. So Selena asks, will you be at the Freedom Riders March this weekend? Sure, why not? Maybe I'll ride my goat. I my goat to the freedom thing. Sounds like fun. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to be there. I think I'm actually waitressing this weekend. Mm -hmm. Shaving my legs and everything. Oh, Patricia. Have you watched one of Maverick's show? Uh, I watched enough of the show that I showed the diarrhea wall art with my name on it. Enough to throw up in my mouth a few times. And, you know, I fast forward a little bit, tried to listen to some of the callers and just, they're just bashing everybody. And this guy's making wild accusations about everyone. And I just honestly can't handle it. So I watched some of it, but certainly not even hardly any of the three hours and six minutes that that ridiculousness went on. 
isn't that funny? So this guy's talking about how the sovereign citizens are infiltrating. Why do people have such a big problem with freedom-minded people who don't want to bow to the government? Why is that such a black mark these days? Black. That wasn't meant to be racist. So in the 60s, I, I've seen movies and read books and things about uh, people who were standing up against the government and standing up against the man and, you know, make love, not war. And we're all free and we're going to live free on the land. Let our, you know, boobs hang out and get sunburned and man boobs and these things. And now some of these people are telling me, Oh, you just need to get your jab and listen to the government. Like, what the hell happened? Why is it all of a sudden that taking a stand against the government is not fashionable? From the people who basically, you know, they they started it. Craziness. Uh, what's the best bank to open a small business account? I have no idea. Here's my suggestion. Uh, the best bank to open a small business is don't have a small business. <laughs> that's that's all I can say. Honestly, with it's it's really it's really not I, I don't want to say it's not worth it, but it's a totally different thing. Like if you want to have a life, don't have a small business. You can't. You can't have both. I mean, maybe you can at sometimes, but really, very few people do. Should we invest in gold if cash will be worth nothing? I am the worst person to take financial advice for, from, but I would say if I was faced with a situation where money might be worthless, I would transform my money right now into things that will always be worth something. And no, gold will not always be worth something. It will be worth something to the people with lots of money, lots of power who like gold and have to have gold. But if I was going to have stuff, I would have medicine, food, ability to grow food. Um, am I allowed to say ammunition? I mean, you have to hunt, right? Those are some of the things that I would say would be valuable if cash was not valuable. Farmers really need our help. Yes, they do. How can we stop this? A referendum? Question mark. A referendum? Exclamation point. Yes. That is how we can stop this. We could literally stop this like next month if Alberta got off their asses and got a citizens initiative referendum put together. Actually, if they first put the pressure on the premier to do what she said she was going to do and reduce the threshold for a citizens initiative referendum first and then we did it we could actually say to justin trudeau we are not going to participate in your woke climate alarmist bullshit if you're going there you're going without us and that's probably better because you don't want our energy anyway we could actually do that as a province we have every constitutional right to do it. The Supreme Court has made it very clear. We can do that. And here's another thing that's going to lose me some friends. 
There's a lot of people out there saying, oh, I would never be a separatist. I would never be a separatist. I just want what's best for Alberta. Those two things do not go hand in hand. I'm sorry, but if you want what's best for Alberta and for Albertans, and actually, if you want what's best for Canadians, you should be more than willing to stand up against the federal government and say, if you're going there, we're not going with you. If you want what's best for Alberta and you want the government to be successful in their negotiations with the federal government, which is where all this crap is coming from anyway, and you do not want to give them the uh, leverage of a referendum to achieve those goals, then you're lying and you don't want what's best for Alberta. You cannot possibly be that misinformed or unaware of the relationship that we have with the, with the federal government here to say that that under no circumstances would you want that referendum. If you want to fix things in this province and in this country, you we have to have that referendum. We have to. Because the federal government will just drag us kicking and screaming like they've done with the carbon tax, like they're going to be doing with the uh, environmental regulations for farming, which is coming. They're going to, they're going to stick it to us. And if you don't want to get, if you, if you don't think we can escape that without some sort of leverage, you're delusional. You're wasting your time. You're wasting my time and you're wasting everybody's time. People have been talking referendum for the past three years. No one went out and got signatures. That's not true. Alberta Prosperity Project actually did start getting signatures, but they had to restart it because the rules for referendums are going to be different. But that's fine. Um, what, what the idea is, I would like to see Alberta Prosperity Project membership grow to that six or 700,000 people. And then when it's time to put that referendum on the uh, on the table, we put out a mass email. We say, hey, we need to get this signed. We got 90 days to do it. That's the problem is the citizens initiative referendum. I think it only has 90 days, 90 days to get right now, roughly 600,000 signatures. It's not a lot of time. So you have to build the movement first and be prepared and then start gathering the signatures when you know you have enough. That's how it's done. Um, a few years ago, we did a, we did a petition against the carbon tax and against the, uh, farm killing new rules that came in at the hands of the NDP government. And we got like 186,000 or 173,000 signatures, something like that in three months, which was incredible. Um, George Clark and his group actually laid the physical copies of those signatures on the steps of, steps of the legislature to present to the NDP government and were completely ignored. 173,000 signatures from Albertans saying, no, we don't want to do this. At least we want to debate this. And the government ignored it. So we have to be big enough and strong enough and loud enough that the government can't ignore us. How is Dr. Dennis Modry doing? Haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I talk to Dennis frequently, maybe once or twice a week. He's doing good. He's busy. Um, APP is, they've, they've basically, they've, they've structured this year and next year uh, with a plan to win it. That's the idea. We want to win. Uh, we've learned what worked last year, what didn't work. 
where we succeeded, where we failed. And, you know, we want to move forward and, and, and just get it done. I mean, that's the whole goal. It's called the Alberta Prosperity Project. And we want Alberta to prosper. We know how we can, I, we know how we can attain that. And now we just got to get out there and get it done. So Dennis has been very busy working on those things. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that people don't see that happens behind the scenes. Lots of meetings, lots of talks, you know, this and that. So he's doing okay, just busy like everybody else. Can Saskatchewan join Alberta? No. Saskatchewan and Alberta could both declare their independence, leave Confederation, and then structure a deal afterwards to join. But I, it doesn't work like you can't just say, oh, well, you got to bring BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. It doesn't work like that. Each province has to do it individually, and then they can come to an agreement after. And it's kind of weird. Like, this is what originally happened in Canada. Alberta was a colony. BC was a colony. Uh, we had Upper and Lower Canada and uh, Central Canada that was the, the power of Canada. And the colonies agreed to join Confederation because they wanted to maintain their distinct cultural identity. They wanted to be sovereign in most aspects but be part of a larger group. That's what confederation means. It literally means against federation. Canada is not a federation. A federation is when a whole bunch of member states give up their sovereignty to a federal government, to a national government. The national government rules and is the boss. That's a federation. A confederation is when a group of member states get together and they say, hey, we would like to work together, um, but we want to maintain our own sovereignty, our own authority over our resources and, and this and that, but we'll work with you and we'll be part of your group. But we're not having a national government. <sighs> Things have really changed, haven't they? And it's, it's, it's kind of sad that the document that was supposed to protect us, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and the Constitution Act are really what allowed this to happen in the first place. It's what allowed the federal government to take power that doesn't belong to them. It's what allowed the federal government to claim power over the provinces. Well, I'm sorry, but your rights don't mean much, Alberta, because climate change and climate environment is a federal portfolio. Funny, right? Why is Dr. Hodkinson not part of APP anymore? That's a very good question. So at an event in uh, Sher uh, Sherwood Park, St. Albert, St. Albert, I think, I think it was St. Albert. Uh, I was invited up there to speak as was Roger. Uh, before the speeches, Roger was asked to tone his message down because people were, you know, he's a pretty powerful speaker and he can, people get quite emotional. And the organizers of this particular gathering didn't want it to be one of those uh, high emotion deals. 
Anyway, Roger took this as being silenced. And he got very upset about it. Because, well, I mean, this has happened to him before. Right? Now, to be clear, nobody wanted to silence Roger. Uh, APP certainly didn't want to silence Roger. As a matter of fact, I've seen Roger speak and I've spoken with him at dozens of APP events in which he's never been silenced. As a matter of fact, he's been encouraged and celebrated as one of the most passionate speakers. But <clears throat> that's how he took it. And he didn't like it. And, you know, he just doesn't participate anymore. And that's fine. He can do what he does. I love the guy. And, you know, he's a, he's an amazing speaker and a, like he's a, one of the most passionate people about all of these things that I've ever met in my life. And he's just going a different direction and that's fine. Does he still believe in Alberta independence? Uh, you bet your ass he does. Huh. Is it true that our Charter Rights and Freedoms was voided when Harper signed on with the WF? No. It was never voided. We just don't use it. It's just, it's a muscle that we never flex. We don't know how to fight with it, and we just haven't done it. Some people are trying to use it. Uh, they're also getting shit on for that. Thank you, Jane, for shitting all over me. But, um, yeah. I don't think that it was ever voided. What happened is the federal government realized they could get around some of our charter rights and they're doing it. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Have you heard anything of Brian Peckford? I haven't actually in a while. And I was thinking about getting out to Vancouver Island to visit him and my grandparents. So maybe I'll get a chance to do that. Oh my goodness, it's my bedtime. I got to go. My phone just turned on silent mode, sleep mode. I've done that so that I stop getting messages and texts and phone calls in the middle of the night and waking me up because I'm old and I need my beauty sleep. And as you can see, I haven't been getting my beauty sleep. So thanks for listening to me rant on and on and on for one minute, 19 seconds, and 19, one hour, 19 minutes and seven seconds. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all your support. Um, I still get people emailing me and messaging me saying, how can we support you? Where can we send you money? You know what? You Just come and have a burger or buy someone a burger. Patronize my business. That's the best thing you can do to support me and my family and my staff is come to my restaurant, buy a t-shirt, have a burger. It's delicious. Um, you won't regret coming there for a meal i can guarantee that well you know what it's a restaurant sometimes things happen and we got to fix it but for the most part our food's fantastic the service is good unless i'm waitressing and then the service is terrible but the jokes are good so i guess that makes up for it um yeah just come and have a visit i'll be there pretty much all week just about all day and i would love to talk about any of this stuff if you have questions uh, or comments or whatever but just don't be offended if i start ignoring you because i have to pour someone coffee because 
that's just the way it goes. All right. Night, everybody. Uh, have a great night, and I will see you tomorrow. And uh, please keep Art in your thoughts and prayers. Maybe send him a message of support. Uh, get down there to Lethbridge and and stand there with him. Fill the gallery as uh, you did with my <laughs> procedural, procedural and scheduling trial. And let him know that he's appreciated as well. Night all. Impressive.